It's God Forbid, RN. James Carlton, we're with Father Richard Leonard and Tamana de Keek. There is a film that's coming out this month. It's from Martin Scorsese. Before I tell you about that, do you remember Martin Scorsese's film from 1988? Tamana won't, will you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie was The Last Temptation of Christ. Willem Dafoe playing Jesus, struggling with temptation, fear, doubt, even lust. He was depicted as imagining having sex, not actually having sex, but imagining having sex. Uh, it was a Martin Scorsese film. He was at pains to insist that it was not a representation of the Gospels. Um, and in spite, or perhaps because of that, many Christians protested around the world and outside cinemas in Australian cities. You, you'll remember. Do you remember, Richard? I do remember it very well indeed. Were you among the protesters? Uh, no. I thought it was interesting. My major objection was uh, most of these sexual and other fantasies were happening while he was uh, suffocating to death on the crucifix. Oh, I could be wrong. I've never been crucified, but I'd be surprised if you're having a sexual fantasy about going off at Mary Magdalene while you're trying to take a breath on the cross on Good Friday. So... You'd be surprised. No, I would but have to be surprised, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's been a controversialist and he's very interested in religion, very, very, and he takes it seriously. And that is certainly the case with his new epic film, perhaps a masterpiece, depending on your view. Perhaps he redeems himself after all these years. The year is 1640. Two Portuguese Jesuit missionaries risk everything to spread the gospel in Japan. Silence. Our Lord said to them, Go ye into the whole world and preach the gospel to every living creature. The moment you set foot in that country, you step into high danger. I pray, but I'm lost. Am I just praying to silence? Richard, you're a movie-loving Jesuit. You've watched this movie about Jesuits. It's on an epic scale. That must be quite an experience for you. It was haunting. Um, I found it meditative and stark and confronting. It's long. It's 161 minutes. And silence by name, silence by nature. This, it's not by accident, it's called silence. Firstly, it's about the silence of God in the face of the terrible suffering and the torture of these Jesuit priests in Japan. Secondly, the film itself doesn't have a lush soundtrack. It's no The Mission, um, where we had Morricone's extraordinary soundtrack. This one is so stark. The only soundtrack that I can remember in the film is actually that which happens naturally in the villages where the priests are. So uh, it's a fairly tough uh, piece of cinema. The lead role is played by teenage heartthrob Andrew Garfield of Amazing Spider-Man fame. Was that one of the best parts of the movie for you or the best part? Um, I don't think that was one of the best parts for me. I think actually the cinematography was the best thing for me. Wasn't it extraordinary? Oh, absolutely amazing. Like the guy in Taiwan. Absolutely. And, and, you know, he knows how to set up a shot and he knows how to keep your interest completely focused. The acting was secondary to me. I had but he's a heartthrob. Well, he wasn't, he's not a heartthrob to me, but I'm sure he is to many others. But this wouldn't be the demographic Scorsese's after. <laughs> I don't think people who are going to see Spider-Man are going to rush off and no. see Silence. If they do, then they're very sophisticated in their cinematic taste. It I would really, go against the grain. Tamana the kick. should they have cast Woody Allen in that role? <laughs> um, look, I think uh, Andrew Garfield did a really good job at that. But I found the, mov the movie quite moving. I found myself emotional in it and at times brought to tears just watching. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I had... Yeah, I was wiping tears away secretly sitting by myself in that room, watching the experience and reflecting on the experience of people who've had to renounce their faith and say that they don't believe in what they do and being forced. It just, to, just to explain, it's a Buddhist shogun military dictatorship. 
then they've confronted with this yes. choice, as you yeah, say. Yeah, look, I couldn't, I couldn't help but reflect on the parallels that are happening today. What are the parallels um, today? Well, the parallels today, I mean, the situation in Burma with the Rohingya Muslims um, in Myanmar, they are being persecuted, they're being tortured, they're being raped for their beliefs. Um, by the other, the other By Buddhists, majority Buddhist country, Burma. Um, the other interesting parallel was the Spanish Inquisition. And interestingly, in the 15th century, it was the Catholic Church that was persecuting the Jews and Muslims. You know, the, the figures are somewhere between 3,000 and 5,000 people were executed. And I thought it's interesting that two centuries later in Japan, where this movie takes place in the 17th century, it's the other way around and and it's been an issue across history. I think the problem comes when faith and politics and power go hand in hand. So if we want to go to a place and we want to rule the place at the same time as sharing our faith with them, people will have take issue with that. But if we can keep the uh, separation between politics and religion and people of faith genuinely share their religion um, and have open dialogue about it, it's a completely different story and that conflict of interest is removed. Wise words from Tamana de Keek. You know, you can hear Martin Scorsese himself talking about the movie. He'll be with Jason DeRosso on RN, a one-on-one interview. RN's The Final Cut next Friday. And the day before, the Thursday, Silence opens in cinemas nationally.